Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot Baller and Johnson. I feel like there is good and bad this week. There is good and bad, but I'm going to start it off, guys. I haven't even told you guys this. I'm going to start it off with some amazing, amazing good news. Some good Uh Got Your Ears On amazing good news. As you all know, especially our listeners who have been awesome about this, we have been selling, I'm wearing one right now if you're watching online on Twitch or YouTube, uh, pullover guy shirts. A, it's a shirt of, of uh, some coach with his arms out, you know, wearing a pullover. And uh, $5 for every shirt that we have sold uh, goes to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry and the Norma Ray Huggins Foundation. We've been raising money for about two weeks, some help from Holly Rowe, which was awesome. And we set ourselves a goal, guys, of raising $500 to donate. We hit that goal. We've what? sold over 100 shirts. Whoa. We've, we've raised $500. We've actually raised $525 wow. as we are recording right now. Wow. I'm so pumped. That's awesome. That's, I did not yeah, know that. I did not know that either. We started off, we thought we were going to donate $10, guys. And the 10 was coming from both of us. Johnson wasn't even going to get a shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the shirts that Scoot and I ordered. <laughs> Johnson was like, "We'll see how this goes. Maybe I'll buy one." I don't. Ha- I could put it on right. I don't even. I don't have it on right now, but I have it. It's it's so awesome. I can't believe that we've uh, been able to raise so much money. Uh, you've got two weeks, a little less than two weeks, week and a half left to buy the shirt. Go to our website, gotyourearson.com. There's a button right there on the front of the website. Yes. Just click on it. You can. It takes you right to the merch section. You can get yourself. Takes you directly to pullover guy. Yep. Yes. You can get a sweatshirt. You can get a t-shirt. There's uh there's some other items Light in there. White, gray. Yeah. Multiple colors. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Pullover guy shirt. I'm so happy that we've raised five hundred dollars for. I'm that. so glad. Awesome. Yeah. I'm. That's awesome, man. What a. That's a great start to the show, Guido. Nicely See, done. I t- I told you I had something great to talk about. And now he wants to go to the loss, the basketball <laughs> no, loss. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk Texas Tech first. Let's talk Texas Tech first, guys. And yeah, then, let's and, talk that first. And then, and then we'll go, which was, it was a nice, very nice, happy win over Texas Tech. We, I felt like, looked pretty dominant most of that game. Happy for us. Maybe not so much for Chris Beard. Yeah. You want to start you want to start with Chris Beard? Chris Beard the, the very end of the game, Chris Beard threw himself a little temper tantrum. Which was amazing. Just amazing. He kind of reminded me of that minor league baseball uh, manager who at one point was uh, army crawling and picking up the rosin (laughs) bag and tossed it like a grenade, if you recall. (laughs) I remember that. I kind of had that feel to it. I thought, what what is he going to do next? Well, I thought going to the floor was the extra bit of flair I was not expecting. No. How, how about that? Like, arguing the call. I don't think he would have gotten taught. Yeah, right. I, I mean, arguing the call, I get it. I mean, look, there were like 47 fouls in this game. I get I mean, I think at different points of the game, Hugs and Chris Beard were like, what? And so I think that was the final straw. I totally get it. Um, but I think the when he just like f- fell down to sit and add the extra dramatics about uh, to the ref that's what i was not expecting and and here's the thing about it so on top of everything else 
he was actually pretty correct in that. I mean, I think that, you know, I, it made a difference for us. It, you know, it was definitely, what, a one-possession game at that point. And uh, I, I think he was kind of in the right for throwing that tantrum. Deuce probably should have gotten the timeout called. It was after he yes. called for a timeout that the guy reached in. Yeah. And and got the foul called on him. No, I agree. Yeah, and it was Mac McClung, wasn't it? Was it? Was it one uh, of the? No, I don't think it was it McClung. Was, okay. No, it was. I I can't remember his I name, but it McClung wasn't McClung. Was out, so. McClung had fouled out. I think just prior to that, it might have been Edwards. I yeah, I can't remember. But uh, but then I think what you know the icing on top of the cake of the whole thing was then like mid yelling at the officials, he walks over. And gives Huggins a fist pound. After he gets tossed, he gets yanked. He walks over to Huggins, gives him a little fist bump, you know, and then walks his way out. It John was, Boy, just... John Boy did a great analysis of the fist bump, uh, where it was uh, perfectly, uh, yeah, perfectly aligned, yeah, yeah, vertical uh, north south on the knuckles. <laughs> Which is kind of rare in the heat of the moment like that. Well, I, I put the John Boy breakdown in the notes. It's a good watch if you haven't seen it. Yeah, and if you're not a, if you don't follow John Boy on Twitter, you gotta follow him at John Highly Boy recommended. underscore. We're and, baseball guys. He's a big baseball guy and there's yeah. a lot of baseball stuff on there, but he also does other sports and he does these breakdowns and it was just it we was would awesome. Like all to watch. John Boy followers to follow Got Your Ears on. Yeah, right. Get them to buy some uh, pullover guy t shirts. Yeah. Um so Aside from Chris, the Chris Beard craziness, um, again, you know, you have to talk about Sean McNeil just going on a tear, career high, twenty six points, and uh, I don't, I felt like it was one of these games where, you know, I mean, I know he was eight for eleven, but it felt like he was hitting every single shot he was throwing up. Johnson, who was the last shooter for WVU that you can remember that you felt as confident as you do when Sean McNeil is shooting? Well, I. Is there a guy you know, that comes to mind? Yeah, there is, and it's it, you're not you're going to be like who Guido will he'll be able to talk to me about this, but the the person that honestly comes to mind is like when I go back and I think about the way I felt when Chris Leonard played for WVU in the what was that Guido? Maybe early nineties. Yeah, it had to be early 90s. teams, maybe. Yeah, um, pre, you know, he was pre, more of a uh, like pre Solheim, a, but yeah. Yeah, like a spot-up shooter, um, you know, something like 90% free-throw shooter, I think, at the time. Um, it's probably someone like that. I think if I had to peg someone more recent, man, I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe like maybe a Pat yeah. Beeline. Like Pat Beeline kind of comes to mind because they, you know. For me, I think Alex Ruoff. Okay, yeah, I could see somebody like that. But I yeah. think, actually, I'll be honest, I think I've got a little bit more faith right now in Sean McNeil's shot than I did in Ruoff's. Like, McNeil, there are times where he is uh, in Saberton and yeah, flips yeah. his wrist and it goes in. And I'm like, yeah. holy, and he's yeah. got somebody in his eye. It feels like every time he pulls up for a three, he's like, I don't know, five feet behind the line. Like, I feel like he is taking, he is like, purposefully taking these nba depth three-point shots all the time well there's there's probably some recency bias scoot but i think maybe the only thing when i think of al ruoff i don't think of hot streaks as as long and i don't think of cold streaks, like yeah. what am i trying to say like sometimes i think with mcneil people give him too hard of a time because he'll have games where he's just not it happens you know you're not on right he he keeps shooting which he needs to do i mean the if you're the shooter you got to keep getting it up but he'll you know he'll maybe be like 
0 for 6 or something. I, I don't remember Al Ruoff taking the volume, but also just being a little bit more consistent. I don't know if that makes sense. but I'll say this, knock on wood, I uh, hope, hope it doesn't change, but think of all the shots that Sean McNeil has taken. Uh, if I took that many shots, I don't know. Uh, let's say he's taken 53 pointers so far. Uh, I would venture to guess I'm going to have something like, oh, I don't know, 20, 20 uh, air balls out of my okay. 50 shots. Yeah. He doesn't usually have an air ball. He usually gets part of the rim. No, and to your point, he's, especially in these like last two games, I feel like he's had – you can say the shots contested and then you can say like a dude has his elbow in his face and he's still knocking down shots. So I, yeah, I don't know how he, I don't know how he, he doesn't need much room and he's got a quick trigger. So here, here's the question. Here's the question for you guys. All right. This season so far, all right. He leads, he leads the team in three point attempts. All right. That's kind of obvious. Sean McNeil this season so far, how many three pointers do you think he shot this season? How many attempts? How many attempts, Scoot? What's your what's your guess? I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say <laughs> close to eighty. Okay, Scoot says eighty. Johnson, what do, what's your guess? Yeah, I mean the like the mid sixties is what popped into my head. I'll say like sixty five. He is forty five for a hundred and sixteen right now this season. Holy moly! Okay, sixteen three point attempts right now, shooting thirty eight percent, a hundred and sixteen. Believe this or not, I was trying to use math. I was trying to use some math to try to figure it out. I was like four shots, maybe gets four three pointers that he takes a game on average. Well, and I was thinking that I guess my mind went like there's been some games where Taz Sherman has been more involved. You know, like sometimes he'll rotate out more with Taz, and so I was thinking maybe that would eat into his attempts. But holy, that was double my thought. Yeah, Taz is second with 79 attempts. So you go from wow, 79 to too. 116. Yeah. I mean, Taz is shooting 39 percent be at three and miles has got 74 attempts and he's he's shooting 44 percent. so i mean it's 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 great 116 i mean he, every time he's touching the ball he's shooting three points <laughs> sean mcneil is starting to develop um now deuce right now nobody can rival deuce in, in clutch shooting but sean mcneil late in the shot clock he's not a bad option like i mean that shot he had from like the wvu medicine logo with a guy <laughs> in his face and he flipped it with his wrist and it went in i was like with two seconds left on the shot clock i was like good lord he's also one of those guys where you're like no don't do okay we'll take it he's got a little bit of a jimmer for debt like cross half court <laughs> yes. and fling Fear one of us yeah. yeah i like how you keep doing the jimmer for i mean jimmer for dead's still playing professional basketball do you know that he's in like china yeah because he I can think, fill or... it up that guy was a freak shooter <laughs> he he's playing for the shanghai sharks i think i think in china so um so the, going back to the texas tech game you know you, you saw you saw all of a sudden you know i i think maybe McNeil has awoken. I mean, because he just was on fire that game. He plays great. We'll talk about it here in a second. Another great game in, against Oklahoma. You know, Deuce has 20. Uh, Culver has 15. I think most importantly in this game for me, even though, even though you know, it kind of was a little back and forth, I think the defense looked way better and is starting to look way better. And I feel like they're finally starting to get, you know, a system together on the defensive side of the ball. They held McClung, yeah. you know, and you, you talk about Matt Mac McClung. They, they held him held him to 17 points, which is 
below his like average that he has. Oh right yeah, now, so. yeah for sure. I, I feel like I feel like the defense is finally turning a corner. Well, and in Lubbock, I think McClung had what thirty one something yeah. like that. He had a he had a huge game, and I think so for defense once again in the Texas Tech game. Gabe Osaboyan was picked as the defensive player of the game. And I I say again, because I feel like every week Gabe is named the defensive player of the game. He had a great game. And I think, Scoot, we talked about, I don't know if you remember now, because we've had, you know, so much angst <laughs> since midday Saturday. But in the Texas Tech game, uh, Jordan McCabe, I thought, played a really good game. He yeah, had he, super quality minutes. He, I think, is starting to maybe understand his role a little bit and I, I feel like for me and this is just me I feel like he's starting to kind of take on hopefully a calming veteran presence where he's not trying to force everything um, and he can be the guy that gives Deuce a break from handling the ball gives Taz a break gives uh, Emmett a break from handling the ball um, Offensively, I feel better with him than I do Kedrian Johnson. So uh, you know, I I think, and I think he's got a better on-court relationship with Derek Culver and and McNeil and Matthews. I think he's roommates actually with McNeil and Matthews. So I think a lot of that does translate on the court as well. So I I do feel good about that. Going back to Gabe real quick, how odd. Is it if you're somebody from the outside, not a WVU fan, and somebody were to ask you, who would you say overall is probably your best defensive player for WVU? And you say Gabe Osaboyan, who probably averages, what's he average, like six or seven rebounds a game? Um, yeah, probably uh, less. If he Does he average two points a game, maybe four at most? Maybe. Uh, and we're going to say he's the best. He doesn't block shots so so gay boss right now is at, averaging one one point eight points a game one not even two points a game and and honestly he's only you know on the on the rebound side of things um he, you know he's down to two rebounds a game uh so he's you know but how, how have you like you were gonna say and i'm sorry to interrupt you scoop but like you were gonna say like i've never seen a player at least at wvu who has had so much impact that doesn't show up in a box score that like, yeah, it's hard to quantify. To, yeah. Yeah. He, like, like people I mean, would think this you're crazy not that, to say Derek Culver, Derek Culver's a double, yeah, double right. guy. Like, yeah, right. You got a guy leads, uh, the conference and rebounds. He's top four or something in the country in, uh, like offensive rebound. He's like, he's a freak, but we say got a gay boss, So like, it's just crazy. People assume, uh, maybe steals like Javon Carter was a great defender, so we're gonna look at the steals category. Well, Deuce leads WVU in steals, but we don't. I mean, I can't remember the last time I said Deuce was the defensive player of the game. Yeah, no, and it's and it's crazy. You're absolutely well, and I absolutely. and I just think it's 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 consistent too. It's consistent when when I think about Gabe though, and you haven't you haven't even gotten to that part yet. Is the charges that he takes, just the way he hounds the ball? You know, we used to joke. I mean. It seems like every time, every time down the court, Gabe's taking a charge. So you know, people don't, people get aggravated by that. Ball handlers don't want to be a part of that. I mean, he really kind of, he really kind of gets stops when no one else wants to. Would get Would you in call there. him the Telly Savalas? 
of basketball, college basketball, taking his diner's club card with him everywhere he goes, taking the charge. Ah, okay. I was trying to piece it together. I like he it. loves you, baby. I like it. <laughs> so, Guido, one thing that I wanted to mention specifically, though, because I'm I'm one that harps on it, right? I'm I'm one that harps on our road performance, okay? And and a lot of times on the show, I'll say, when we look at the schedule, sometimes I'll say, well, let's get the home wins because it's so hard for us to win on the road. I really need to stop saying that now. I I think earlier in the year, I was kind of conditioned to just have that in the back of my mind. Did you know that that was the fourth road win of the year? We had two the two years prior combined. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. And then that was the first road win against the top 10 team since 2016 when we went to Charlottesville and beat and beat Virginia. So I also saw a tweet and I linked to it in the show notes that that's the first time ever since we've joined the conference um, in the Big 12 that we've won four consecutive on the road. So to me, that's a huge deal for this team. We haven't really, you know, we've given them, or at least I've given them a lot of, headache about the road performances and i think now we really need to give them some credit for um for and because these are no slouches it's not like you're going on the road in this conference and winning against you know poor teams so that's that's four really good wins looking at that for me this year unlike any other year i don't want to say that there is no advantage to being at home but the advantage is way less because yeah. of the fans because yeah no that's a good point uh, you know we yeah. played um saturday at home in double overtime and occasionally i think i can count like maybe two or three times i could hear a little bit of fan noise mostly because it looked as though the coaching staff was trying to whoop up the crowd in yeah. a frenzy yeah and right it, I, th- I mean yes i think the people that were there were loud but when you have uh, how many people were there, Guido? Like twenty five hundred, something like that. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, I, you know, in a place that holds fourteen thousand, that is you know minimal. So I think that the home and road is going to be really weird this year. If you look at every school across the the country. No, I I agree with you, Scoot. I think the one thing that you know, and to Johnson's point a little bit, that West Virginia has more than any other team in the Big 12 is just the amount of travel that they have to do. And, I mean, Huggins has said it multiple times in post-game interviews with Tony Caridi and and his show during the week and his weekly press conferences, which is there's no team that travels as much in the conference. And, you know, they play a game at, you know, whatever, 9 o'clock at night in Lubbock and then have to get on a flight and they don't get back till four or five in the morning. And the other teams in the conference don't have those things. They all have, you know, puddle jumper, one hour, two hour flights. We're, we've got three, four or five hour flights back from some of these locations. You know, I think, you know, it was great to have a nice road win at Texas tech. And I think I, for the first time came into Saturday's game against Oklahoma. And I was like, we got this. Like, I just felt like I woke up Saturday morning it was game day. I was watching college basketball game day. Everybody everybody on the dais picked WVU to beat Oklahoma. I was like, we we it's on ESPN Plus. There's gonna be ten people watching it. Like Fonz, Fonz was all over us. I was like, we got this. I was like, we got this. And then we didn't got it. And what was bad about it is is we had it. <laughs> we had it and then we lost it. And it goes back. And this is the f- most frustrating thing about this game, Johnson, for me, is 
I go back to the box score. I go back to looking at highlights and watching it. We played better than Oklahoma. We won that game with the exception of the, the fact that we could not hit foul shots again. And when you're shooting – Well, you're going to be mad at me. You're shooting 50%, 50%. No, I know, and you're right. You're, you're right. But WVU Twitter lit up with this. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine because – some people that I usually talked about with games, um, they they quickly go to this stat. And so everyone lit up Twitter like tens bigger than one. We we missed 10 foul shots. We lost by one point. And I just kept thinking, thank you, Pythagoras, for that in-depth analysis <laughs> of how math works and basket, you know, like Okay, but if you if you look a little bit deeper and feel free to argue with me on this, but I guess my my point is if you look at those 10 misses, I think I think DC had four of them. I think Gabe had two. That's like, you know, so 60% of those misses are from the two guys that I kind of expect, expect to miss foul miss. shots. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, like exactly. I mean I just expect that. So I I would argue scoot that more than worrying about the foul shooting. I mean, and look, it sucks. You're right. Okay, we did lose by one. We missed 10 foul shots. I know how math works and 10 is in fact greater than 1 and blah blah blah, <laughs> right? I get it. But I right. was more worried about like if if you don't to me, I'm still concerned in this game about guys getting to the rim really easy, it felt like. And then this whole thing, it felt like Texas again, where a guy drives and dumps. A guy drives and he just finds a guy that got lost on the perimeter. He drives and he just dishes it, wings it out somewhere, and there's a guy open at the three-point line. So, you know, I to me, that's what bothered me more about this game than – any any stat about about foul shooting to be honest so our our help defense is okay it's not great our help defense is okay the big problem we have is our rotations right so when a guy drives down the lane he's defended and a lot of times he's calling for help because the guy is about to blow past him so somebody leaves their man and comes over to fill that space well, that guy that's driving is now kicking to that guy that just got left. Yeah, and that guy's right. floating out to the three-point line a lot of times. And I don't know if – well, I'm sure. I, I would venture to guess that uh, as all college coaches and all college teams study film, they probably know exactly who's going to bite and who's not going to bite. And they're eating that person or those people alive. Uh, and, and that's an issue. Now, for me – my biggest problem that we had in that game alone is with about four minutes left in regulation, Oklahoma had uh, three guys with four fouls. Yes. Two of them are probably the guys that they want with the ball at the end of the game, right. Manic and Reeves. Reeves right. was eating us alive. Yeah. For whatever reason, and I'm maybe it was said in a timeout. I mean, we used every timeout we had. I feel like we were constantly calling timeout somebody's got to go right at Reeves or go right at Manic. Whether you draw a charge or not, I mean, you know, that may be. But you got to at least force them to do something. And we didn't really do that. And if we foul Reeves out with four minutes left in the game, maybe we're not even going to overtime. You know, if if we fail Manic out, they have that uh, quaff, 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 quaff. Yeah, right. You know, he's not Manic. He's more of a defensive player. I don't know that he brings much offense. Yeah, he um, didn't score. So I don't know. I for me that was a 
that was a, a missed opportunity because we did get um harkless i keep thinking of mo harkless but that's not the same guy that's a guy <laughs> that played for st john's and uh then i think the nba i think he went to the nba but uh this was another harkless maybe not related i'm not sure but um maybe maybe he did foul out but we didn't he did seize the opportunity to go after that larry bird wannabe that that uh nate adrian hey i think he looks cool so i'm gonna start wearing a headband and grow a beard like can can brady manic just be himself can he just be himself really why's he got to try yeah. to be everybody I mean, else well your your point about reeves is is really good because he finished with 28 he murdered us the whole game even into the overtimes so yeah the fact it was maddening that they couldn't get one of those other two guys to foul out i mean it was forever it felt like what did we go 10 minutes or 14 minutes really plus and you got to also remember i mean there's you know the the other kind of issues that the, the, i guess foul shots weren't the only problem i mean the other issue also was the fact that we were what one for nine with three pointers in the first half um you know yeah. i i think there were uh, there were obviously a lot of issues and and it's just this i gotta tell you it's it's oklahoma man like oklahoma is just it's just brutal like we can't beat them in football we can't beat them in, in basketball now they've won the last four games in basketball it's just like can 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 they make us hate Oklahoma any more than we already do? Yeah, no, I totally get it, and I think I think you know having a little bit of time to step back and kind of think about this game a little bit more for whatever reason, it feels like Oklahoma is one of the worst matchups for us in basketball for this team because of the stuff that you know I I feel like I brought up and Scoot just talked about. It's like they have these tendencies in their game with these guys that they have in the lineup that it like picks apart at some of the tendencies we have to to work on on defense so I I don't know I mean look it, it was a great game obviously two evenly matched teams it just stinks to not like had we won that game I feel like the momentum just starts to soar that's the frustrating part it, it stings a little bit that with uh under 10 seconds we had multiple opportunities to get a decent look. And to be honest with you, we had Derek Culver had three shot attempts in the last three seconds. And I believe Hugs even said at the post game that they tell him all the time, three seconds is a long time. You don't have to rush. And, and he's kind of insinuating that Derek was kind of rushing those shots because he was off balance. He was falling over instead of catching and going straight up and in or trying to dunk, draw a foul. I mean, I know he's at times a rough foul shooter, but you know maybe you get at least a guaranteed look at the basket and a shot. So right, I, don't know. I think I think the other thing that we shouldn't go, you know, there were good and bad with this game. I think the one thing that we shouldn't go without saying is that the last minute of regulation, Gabe Osaboyan. I know we've already talked about him once, but Gabe Osaboyan really like just owned the last 60 seconds of that game, you know, being down there, the rebounds, the fighting for the ball, even though that one got called after he missed his free throw and then almost got his own rebound and he was called out of bounds and they had to go like, can we talk about going to the monitor oh enough? God. The last yeah, minute did, of the game, by the way, did we do that and, enough? Holy cow. Can we yeah. not just go based on like what the referee called? Like, I hate right. that when it's a dead ball, they always rush over to the monitor. Listen, Guys are going to make mistakes. 
we move on. It gives us something to, yeah. 20 years ago, we never got that. No. 20, 25 years ago, we never saw Back in my day, back in my day, we never had replay. Um, but Gabe Osaboyan just was awesome that last, you know, that last minute, especially, you know, them holding Culver out for, for most of that. I, I think, you know, and then it, what's I get, I think what adds to the frustration of the loss is the fact that now that both of these Baylor games are canceled for this week, and so we're not playing anybody until we play Texas next Saturday or this coming Saturday. So I, I think it just it's a total just compounding frustration that you have. Yeah, yeah, I I get that, I get that. And two, Scoot, if I told you that that win by Oklahoma gives them the season sweep in basketball in back to back seasons. Well, what would you say? Uh, no disrespect to Lon Kruger, but he makes me want to puke. So <laughs> I, it, it makes me want to puke. I mean, maybe he's a great coach. I don't know, but uh, well, doesn't it just surprise you though, that of all the teams we face in conference, I just wouldn't pick Oklahoma's basketball team to be that no, team to do that. But no. Hey, I mean, I, you know, it's about matchups. It's about, you know, how the, how the, how the game goes when you get on the court. So, but it just, to me, to Guido's point, you know, it's like, what is the deal yeah. with this school? Uh, like, why can't we beat these guys? Uh, it makes no sense to me. Uh, can we talk right. about the elephant in the room, which is, What's what's the elephant in the room? It's Jamie Dixon. <laughs> Jamie Dixon and his so-called strange amphibians are hiding. They're they're scared of us. Why won't they play us? Why haven't we played them? They don't want any part of that. What are they afraid of? Well, we we got them. I mean, they're they're coming up, Scoot. I mean, are you nervous? We got you, one game with them because the other one, for some reason, has been canceled, and it's like they don't want to reschedule. Well, and this that's that's where you know I was going to go with this whole Baylor thing. So obviously, we said Baylor had COVID and and is now canceled, which is ridiculous. But now we've got Scott Drew. We've got four four games that we need to make up, and there I can't imagine. And they they said. I did hear or read somewhere that they were going to try to maybe make one happen this week, but then they couldn't make one happen this week Listen, for West Virginia. I think it's collusion. And then, and now you've got a, you know you've got a less than ten day stretch between the last game of the season, which is very soon on the twenty seventh against K State in Morgantown, and then March tenth, which is when the Big Twelve Championship starts. You've got this like ten day stretch, less you know, give or take. Where are we going to make up these four games? How does this affect, you know, seeding going into the Big 12, seeding going into March Madness? And now we're in a position where I, I think it's going to be hard for us to hold that three, maybe even drop to a four seed. And, you know, and that just affects everything down the line. Well, I, I'll take I'll take talking about two, three and four seeds any day of the week over uh, what was it? Two years ago where we weren't even in the in the big dance. So that's true. You know, well, that's fine. I'll take it. If the last time uh, we had a team go to the NCAA tournament, we had Issa Ahmad and Wesley Harris leading our squad, I'll gladly take this team any day of the week over that group. So let's uh, let's not get too worried about dropping seeds. Um, <laughs> sounded kind of that's a weird phrase to say, dropping seeds <laughs> like. Uh, like we're some sort of farmer, yeah, um, like farmer. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like Johnny, Johnny Appleseed. 
So let's not worry about dropping seeds. Let's uh, let's just kind of enjoy the run. This is a good team to to watch. It's they're making basketball fun to watch, and um, I I don't I know it's not a typical Bob Huggins defensive team, but I'll be honest, and I we've talked about this before. Defensive basketball games not all that fun to watch. A lot of times, it's a lot of start and stop, a lot of fouls. I know. A lot of like, ugh, like it's just it's frustrating. Winning's, winning's fun to watch, Scoot. Yeah, and we're doing it. We're doing it, and we're scoring <laughs> baskets like crazy. Wait until we start. Listen, now is the time that Tudors needs to get on the ball and yes. buy the naming rights to that biscuit basket. Where are you, Tudors? It's gonna get away from you. That's right. I mean, it's it right is. there. It's gonna get away. I mean, we're we're aiming for it. Got your ears on arena. Are we in? Are we in on that? Yeah, I don't think we can sell enough t-shirts for that. <laughs> Gonna need a few more t-shirts for that ski. West Virginia travels to Austin on Saturday. That game's on ABC 3 p.m. in the afternoon, guys. So we'll see what happens. Only three. I mean, officially, there's only three games left in the season, right? Three scheduled games right now. You got Texas, you got TCU following Tuesday, the 23rd, and you got K-State uh in Morgantown on the 27th. So it's just it's it's uh we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure they're going to add games that following week. Uh it's just a matter of I don't think they can add four games that week. I don't know. I don't know how they would do that. So I don't want them to. Yeah, to be I think with you. I think that's the point, Guido. That that's what I was going to say. I may yeah, sure, you can add some games. Can you add four? I I doubt you no. can add four. That 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 was going to be my comment. I don't so want how you many to add do you four. get in? It's not fair to right, the team. Yeah, me either. Me, right. Yeah. I I don't I don't know who that benefits. So I. Uh, so talking about some other WVU stuff, guys. Uh, West Virginia women's still on fire, still playing really good, and um, we've got a Naismith Player of the Year watch list uh, nominee in uh, Gundrasnik. So she is just, she's again still averaging. What was it, Johnson? Like twenty some odd points a game, and uh, oh yeah, and it's great. huge. Like her her average is insane, and I think the. The gut punch here is they had won 11 in a row until they also got upset by Oklahoma on Saturday. On Saturday. <laughs> so Both of those these, in the Coliseum. These Sooners, that was tough. Scoot. These, tough, these yeah. Sooners. What is with these people? The only bad thing that's happened to Oklahoma in the last two years is that stupid wagon went <laughs> yes. off the rails. Well, and that was against us. Do yeah. you think there's some like that's a curse, of yeah, the the scooter curse of the or something? Wagon. Like, what is going on? Curse of the. Yeah, the curse of the schooner, the sooner schooner. <laughs> um, and other basketball news, guys. Uh, Deshaun Butler is gonna try his hand at coaching as he's hired as an assistant basketball coach at Wheeling University. So, congrats to him and joining the coaching realm. So, can I just ask a question though? Can so we we don't call it Wheeling Jesuit University anymore? Not anymore. They've the Jesuits have moved on. The Jesuits have left the building. <laughs> they have left the building, and it's just Wheeling University. I didn't. I I'm just gonna be honest. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like when uh, I first saw the like, news, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Isn't there Wheeling, something? What Wheeling? Yeah. University? Like what? Like, like is that not the one I know? Two, or Wheeling, Iowa University? <laughs> right. Is that where he's going? Right. Two years ago, uh, they ran into some like financial issues, and the Jesuits said, "Listen, uh, we're we're." packing up and we're getting we out, out here we out uh, they gotcha. actually like cut a bunch of i think they were down to like seven or eight majors and a lot of them were yeah. in like the the medical or or science field 
And now within the last year or so, they've kind of restructured themselves and they're starting to build back up. So that's why you're seeing uh, actually prior to this year, the head coach at Wheeling University was Bo Ryan's son. I think his name is Will. So uh, Bo Ryan from Wisconsin. Yeah. So um, he was there for a year and then has moved on. And I think he's at um, Wisconsin Green Bay, actually. And now you've well, got... it just caught my attention. I honestly just didn't know that, so oh. I just brought that up for thank you for catching. So now me up, Chris Steve. Richardson is the head coach at Wheeling University, and they've brought on Deshaun, which is kind of an odd hire midseason. You don't usually see that, but um, they have brought him on. And my guess is this is a good opportunity for him to kind of get some experience. Um, I, you, I don't want to call it a stepping stone, but it, in all likelihood, it's a stepping stone for Deshaun. Yeah. And then, uh, I would expect him to bounce to a division one school, possibly WVU's bench at some point, you know, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. what his career does. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for him. I, I think that's super cool. Yeah. It's not uncommon for Huggins to, uh, to hire former players as, as uh, grad assistants or assistant coaches. So it's definitely a possibility. Guys, moving on to a little bit of football talk before we take a break here. We just uh, should announce Alex Sinkfield has landed somewhere. He did tra- hit the transfer, transfer portal. <laughs> and he's uh, going to Boston College, which is, you know, for me, it's uh, – first of all, I didn't know people transferred to Boston College. Let's first talk about that. Um, and it's just an interesting – you know, going to the ACC, uh, transferring like, to Boston College for Alex. He's from Florida, right? With uh, two years of eligibility. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any Boston or Mass ties there. So I like, can't imagine. He does. He realize it's cold. Like it's for very, me, it's very. For me, and again, I'm I'm not everybody. Like if I'm thinking, if I could do it all over again, I would go somewhere semi-tropical, near a beach, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, maybe that's maybe that's where he's from, and he wants something totally different. I guess I don't maybe. know. I mean, for me, I'm the same way, Scoot. It's like it's like, well, I, I'm my chances of playing, you know, at least in the NFL, I'm probably not going to. So let's go somewhere where it's going to be fun. I don't right, think BC's like, going to be f- fun. I'd love to have practice when it's uh, 40 and raining in November. <laughs> right, exactly, that sounds great. Uh, uh, Sean Miller hits the transfer portal. Another that's a big loss, Johnson. Yeah, that's probably the biggest loss of portal season. Is it portal season, Scoot? I'm going to call season. it portal season. I don't know. It feels weird. But I think so. Just my personal thought, Guido. I have. I'm kind of waiting on the announcement that he has landed at Georgia. Aren't you? I mean, that's kind of yeah. what my expectation is. Just I feel like. When you see somebody like that and their position coach just left, you know, right. we we've heard the guys before talk about position coaches in particular having special relationships with their guys. I think Jamila Dye is someone that could, you know, be that sort of person and make that type of impression. This is just purely my speculation, but I'll be the least shocked in the world if if we find that he has landed at Georgia. And I think he's from Georgia. Oh, is he really? Is he? Okay. I think he is. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that that stinks just simply because he was such an impactful starter. I mean, we we were already kind of counting the number of starters coming back on this defense. He was a big part of that. So, yeah, that one kind of hurts. And then, uh, and then one final note that I thought was interesting. So, Coach Brown came out this week and, and just sort of clarified, uh, I guess, in a press conference, his defensive staff. And he announced – 
Jordan Leslie as defensive coordinator, and then um, our new hire, Shadon Brown, as co-defensive coordinator. So, he, he, But he specifically said Jordan Leslie was the defensive coordinator. So I just thought it was an interesting way, and he, and he actually, in the – you know, in the in the you know press release said, "I'm pleased to announce the defensive staff assignments, including Jordan Leslie as coordinator." So it just sounds very much like it's going to be more of Jordan's call. Yeah, I I took this to mean Guido that he Coach Brown had listened to last show. He heard Scoot <laughs> say, "You know what's what's Jordan Leslie got to do to be the defensive coordinator around here?" And he probably noodled on that a little bit over the week, and then we saw this uh, we saw this little announcement. So good job, Scoot. Good job, Scoot. Uh, you're welcome, Jordan. I will there gladly take the uh, agent fee. All right, guys. Well, listen. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortecKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortec, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortec Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On, Guido, along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social media. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. Guys, Johnson has closed the gap. Scoot, you still lead three games to two, but Johnson won last week talking about uh, the movie Hoosiers and trivia there about it. Yes. Are you a little nervous, Scoot? Do you feel... Do you feel like you should be no, nervous? Ner- no. Nervous? No. Never nervous. Are you kidding no. me? No. Never nervous. No. Johnson, I, 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 are you feeling confident? Are you feeling confident now, Johnson? You, you've got you've won like two in a row now. Solheim trivia I f- in. I Who's feel you? like I'm. Yeah, I feel like I'm back in it now. I feel like I've got my you know got my feet under me. I'm I'm feeling okay now. Good. Good. All right. Well, listen. This week, I hate to tell you, I feel like. If I ask the both of you that Scooty has more experience in this topic, but I could be wrong. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Coming up this week on Friday, it is na- international, international tug-of-war day. Oh. Celebrating the art of the sport of tug-of-war. So today, we're doing okay. nothing but questions about tug-of-war. The history, I mean, the topic of tug-of-war. Is there such a thing as the history of tug-of-war? Oh, you'll be surprised. Little known fact, Scoot. Uh, there is a supplement to the original famous book called Sun Tzu's Art of Tug of War. Oh, that you were not aware. I was of. not aware <laughs> of that. However, uh, Johnson, I will tell you this: you want to throw your fact out? I'm going to throw this out. Uh, you're talking to the two-time faculty champion in tug of war. Oh no! Uh, and wow. uh, one of those years, I was the anchor man. So you're like uh, a veritable tug of warrior, if you is will. What you're telling me, if you will, yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, here we go, guys. Questions about tug of war, 
As always, a correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth 25 points. If you were watching on Twitch, you would have saw this. But before we started, we had a complete and total random flip of the coin. Flipped it right up in the air. Somebody won. Somebody didn't win. And Johnson, you get to go first this week. Are you excited? All right. Back the, back, feels like old times. Question. Yeah, feels, feels like, like old times. times. All right, here we go. First question is to you, Johnson. Tug of war was an Olympic sport from 1900 to 1920. What country holds the Olympic record for medals in tug of war? Is it the United States, Sweden, Great Britain, or the Netherlands? Ooh, this is intriguing. Uh... I feel like this is something, Scoot, that Great Britain would take pride in and be good at. I'm going to go with Great Britain. That's a correct answer. Great Britain is the correct answer, Johnson, for five You thought I was going to go Dutch, didn't you? You thought I was going to go with the Dutch. I did. I thought you were going to go Dutch. It was a good way to throw out, to to pull somebody into a polder. If if you will. If you will. (laughs) Johnson takes the lead. Five to nothing over you, Scoot. And this next question is back to you. When was the last time that the USA won the international championship for tug of war at the World Outdoor Champions? Was it 1978, 1983, 2001, or 2018? Well, um, back in the steroid era of the tug of war championships, um, little do you know that uh, we were juiced up in 83. So, sorry. <laughs> that, that is incorrect. Johnson, back to you for the steal, for 10 points in the steal. Was it 1978, 2001, or 2018? Hmm. I'm going to go 78. Ooh. I'm sorry, that's that's incorrect. It's not. It was 2001. We won uh, the championship back in 2001 the last time. So it's wow. been 20 years. It's been 20 years, but but uh, yeah. So no points on that one. We still have a five to nothing lead. Johnson over Scooty and Johnson. This next question is back to you. What country has a 4,000 year old records that depict tug of war and maybe? the country that is the origin of the sport. Is it China, Egypt, Germany, or Mongolia? Ooh, that last one you threw in there is a little bit of a Guido special curveball, I feel like. Very uh, well known for their rope making. Right? Um, (laughs) 4,000 years old, though. I'm going to go Egypt. That's correct. Egypt is the right answer for five points. Johnson, that gets you the 10 points. Yeah, there are, uh, you know, old hieroglyphics, I guess, of people pulling on ropes, I'm I'm guessing. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right, Scooty. So you're down, Scoot. You need to get some right answers. It would help you out if you did that. Well, if I got some layups like Johnson's getting. What? Yeah. Here we go, Scoot. This next question is back to you. In 1904, the United States won gold at the Olympics in tug of war. What city's athletic mm. club? You said 04, 04. 04. What city's athletic club was the team that represented the US in those Olympic games? Was it Chicago, Milwaukee, 
St. Louis or New York? Well, it's a good question. Oh, four. Same year as the World's Fair, am I not right? World's Fair, oh, four? I have no idea. I think yes. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I think it was in Chicago. I'm going to go Chicago. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It is not Chicago. Johnson, back to you. Is it Milwaukee, St. Louis, or New York City? For some reason, Guido, Milwaukee is talking to me. I, I feel like this is something they helped perfect in Milwaukee. That's a correct answer. Milwaukee Athletic Club was the team that represented the U.S. in the 1904 Olympics and won gold. So good job, Johnson. And you nice. now have a, a very sturdy lead over Scoot, 20 to Do you think nothing. when they won gold, they had the guy slide down like the Pilsner slide like the Brewers do? <laughs> the Brewers after the a, Brewers don't, side. Yeah, yeah like that. Bernie. I feel Bernie like awesome. You just made that up. Is his name Bernie? Yes. No, his name is Bernie the Brewer. It is oh 100% my gosh. Bernie the Brewer. Yeah. I did not know that. All right, so back to you, Johnson, here, this next question. An official tug-of-war rope is how long? Is it 33 feet, 12 feet, 110 feet, or 88 feet? Wow, this is tough. Um, well, the first one I kind of thought made sense to accommodate the teams on each side, Guido. I'm going to go 33 feet. Ooh. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Scooty, is it 12 feet, 110 feet, or 88 feet? Well, 12 feet is uh, way too short. I'm going to go 88 feet. I'm sorry. That is also incorrect. The right answer is 110 feet. 110 feet is an official tug of war That's rope. That's ridiculous. That's a long rope. <laughs> like, you could be like in yeah, another why? town. <laughs> <laughs> what are you pulling on? Some... Uh, some characters from the next town over <laughs> you're like oh i'm all back there's uh <laughs> someone watching if we're winning this tug of war or not all right no nobody gets a correct answer there uh so we're still at 20 to zero johnson you were in the lead scoot you have not gotten a point yet but this next question is back to you what is the name of the international governing body that regulates the sport of tug of war is it Git, Guild of International Tuggers, TWIF, the Tug of War International Federation, TWAG, the Tug of War Association Guild, or FITWIC, the Federation of International Tug of War Countries. Wow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear, Scoot, the uh, process of elimination on on this i want to hear it yeah you have to really work this one out uh well uh git i don't think is it because it sounds too much like larry the cable guy um <laughs> i i think uh fitwick is too long i'm gonna go with twiff I, i'm gonna go with twiff the uh the uh whatever that world of international uh tuggers or whatever yeah yeah tug of war international federation twiff Yes. Is the governing yeah. body that regulates the tug of war. I was really hoping you'd go with the Guild of International Tuggers. I thought that was the. That was <laughs> the a, I like that one. I'm not gonna lie. I like that one. That would have been my guess. 
get. We are. Doesn't it? Doesn't it make you picture like, like you know, Wizard of Oz? Well, like we are the Tugger Guild or something like when that. When you think of guilds, right? There's yeah, which I often do. Two things that come to mind: either the Munchkins, right, or acting. A bunch of actors. Oh, like SAG like, or yeah, something. Like, yeah, yeah. Like screen I actors don't guild put. Thing. I don't put tugging war, tugging of war, in that same ballpark. War tugging. Yes. Not. I guess. Yeah. I mean, war. I guess Munchkins and actors kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> perhaps in some situations. I'm sure Maybe. some of the Munchkins were actors. All right. All right. So anyway, uh, so you got five points there, Scoot. So you're only down by 15 now. Johnson still has the lead. 20 to 5. And as we go into Final Bluff, which is worth 25 points, we always have you guys buzz in. So what's your uh, buzzer this week, Scooty? Twiff! <laughs> and Johnson, what do you have for a buzzer this week? Get. 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 All right, so here we go. Final Bluff, worth 25 points. In the 1908 Olympics, Team USA logged an official complaint against the Great Britain team that won gold because Great Britain used tar on their hands. They showed up drunk to the event. They had police boots with spikes on them where they, they were wearing. All of the team members weighed over 300 pounds. Twiff! All right, Scoot, in first, what do you have? Uh, well, back in 08, it was very common for uh, policemen to have spikes on their boots. So, boots, spikes. That's correct. Scoot, 25 Boo. points gets you to 30 and the win. <laughs> Boo. Nice. What a comeback uh, right there. Twiff. Scoot comes back on you, Johnson. This must be what it feels like to answer way more questions and still lose like Scoot does sometimes because um, that's very frustrating. So, would you say that I just uh, pulled you past the uh, the mark? Yes, you just you just tugged the war, yeah. so to speak. You just won Felt the tug good. of war. Congratulations, Scooty! That win puts you another two, uh, puts you up two games over Johnson. You now lead four games to 2020, two. Twenty twenty, a lot of pandemic talk back in twenty twenty. Like I was a little out of it. Twenty twenty one, this is like vintage me. Like th- I'm back to normal. I've been vaccinated. <laughs> I'm ready he's to go. Blaming, he's <laughs> He's blaming the COVID for the reason that he didn't win Bluff the Fluffs last yes, season. Yes, I've been vaccinated. I'm clean. Scoot, Let's go. Dare we say you're vaccinated? Yes. 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 <laughs> I am vaccinated. You're back. You're vaccinated. That's right. It also makes me feel like we're talking about my back, and that makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Scoot, on the win right there. You now have a four to two game lead. And as always, you know, we don't know what can happen. We don't know what the questions are about every week. So pretty impressive your tug of war knowledge there. Oh, I'm, I'm full of it. All right. Well, listen, guys, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with a segment where we let Scooty tug on the Internet a little bit. It's a little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. 
Hey Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio. You'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can get a Pullover Guy t-shirt on our website. Go to gotyourearson.com. There's a link right there. You click on it. It takes you right to the Pullover Guy t-shirt. Gotyourearson.com, Johnson. You can get that and a lot more. Yeah, that's right. And so the links are directly on the site. If you click on the Pullover Guy link, it'll take you directly to where you can make a choice and order. So check that out. We're going to be doing that, Guido, all the way through the 26th, right? So That's correct. Um, so you still have plenty of time. If you can, please check that out. Uh, again, those $5 donations are going to a great cause. Um, you can also look at the latest episode uh, in the blog post for this week. We'll put up all the notes um, that we've taken on what we talked about, probably even some stuff we didn't talk about. Uh, you can find it all there. You can also listen to the show directly on the site with the tune in link uh, in the sidebar. So check it all out. Definitely check it out. Got your ears on.com. Every week we allow Scooty to dive into the pool. That is the internet and find something that's ridiculous at the bottom of it. And we like to call it, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scooty? Well, fellas, um, would you say that uh, either of you have a green thumb? No. Uh, I do. I, I absolutely have a green thumb. Yeah, I can okay, grow so you, things. You can grow things good with plants. I have a garden. Every year I have a nice garden in my backyard. Grow some you know, How about uh, house plants? Do you guys have house plants in your house? Uh, you know. A couple. Yes. We, we do not. We we are not houseplant people. Well, and I'm impressed that Guido have, like, I would love to have a garden. I think that's cool. I have some friends that keep a garden every year. But I that, for me personally, that would be a big problem. I would probably not have a bounty to harvest. Rather, I would just have a bunch of wilted so plants, I when think, you probably. When you buy houseplants, how do you choose them? Yes. Okay. Do you have a certain certain variety of plant you like, or is it just by the... Like, do you research it beforehand? Is it something that catches your eye in the store? It's usually when somebody gives us a gift of a house plant. So it's usually like, hey, this person got us a plant of some sort that we now have to try to keep alive. I totally agree. Yes. I feel like that's my experience, too. Yes. Are either of you friends with a lady named Quang Young Lee? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not ringing no, a bell. I'm, I don't think so. No, not that I'm aware of. So you're not... Uh, Quen, or I'm sorry, not Quang Young. Uh, maybe you are friends with this person, Wang King Lee. Wang King Lee. Nope, not that. Thirty eight years old. Still, nope. still not from, from New Zealand. No, no, no. Uh, who no. was recently mm -mm. sentenced for uh, committing a crime? Oh no! When she uh, was caught smuggling 947 plants strapped to her body okay. <laughs> mostly of the cactus and ver uh, succulent Whoa. variety ah, what yes the cactus yeah. variety Ouch. yes she in 2019 tried to smuggle 947 cacti and succulents um of course you i'm sure into where uh into new zealand from China. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I I'm see. sure you're right. very familiar with biosecurity laws. Of course. I, I sure. mean, aren't, aren't we all? We are. Aren't we all? She broke many of those, and she was sentenced to uh, intensive supervision for 12 months and 100 hours of community work. 
These uh, 947 plants were valued at $10,000. Eight of the cacti were endangered and threatened species. And she tried to dispose, I don't know which is worse, she carried them in or she tried to dispose the items in the airport toilets. Oh, come on. Attracting the attention of a detector dog. Like... I was, I was afraid she attracted the attention of the airport janitor clogging up the toilets with all those plants. I mean, but like... When the dog hits on the toilets, are they? Are you thinking like, you know, prescription pills or crack or marijuana? Well, not if you cactus? get questioned, yeah, if you get questioned and then like if someone's like, yo, what did you do to the toilet? And you say you dropped your succulents in there. Then do you think the janitor is like, you, you call your poo the succulents like is that what we're talking about right now or or do you like what's going on here crazy person don't, don't mind this toilet it's just a prickly pear down it right now there's yes. a little uh... what if i told you this wasn't the first time she was caught so she's a repeat offender yes of this. um in a separate incident she was found in possession of 142 seeds hidden in packaged iPad covers in her luggage. Well, I didn't realize that this was a thing. So apparently this is a thing people try to do. I, you know, I guess there's money that can be had from these rare plants, I guess, that aren't in New I guess rare to New Zealand apparently, I She's guess. She's like is she like Scooty, is she like the the cartel of cacti? Is that what she yeah, is? Yeah, like, like how does this well, work? Well, apparently she was uh, according to the authorities, she was a seller and trader of succulents on Trade Me, which is a uh, similar website to Craigslist. Okay. So okay. she makes money off of selling these uh, succulents and cacti. Well, and can I just add, Guido, like when Scoot rolled out that dollar figure, I expected it to be maybe millions or something. Like 10, 10 grand. This is a lot of trouble for 10 grand, right? I mean, like. I was going to say, I don't like, um, oh, I don't know. Sp- certain types of material that are made to be on me like uh spandexy stuff not my favorite <laughs> rayon not a great fabric how about a cactus how do you feel about a <laughs> like seriously like and i'm italian so i'm hairy enough that's like velcro like go on like i'm i'm stuck in cacti for days and here's the other thing I, i'm a big guy like i'm i'll admit it you know i'm a, I'm a big guy uh, I don't think I could fit a hundred plus cacti taped to my body anywhere. Like that's I don't. You'd, you'd look like a walking cactus. You would look like. How long would it take for you to to tape cacti to your body safely? Yeah, yeah, it's safe, a good question. Like you're sitting yeah. down. I've like, never, never tried. I wouldn't dare yeah, move. What's the process? How do you move? You got to sit on yeah. a plane wearing that. Oh like, my! You got to sit. You got to sit down. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, there's got to be a better way. I, I would, I don't know. Can't you just, like, put them in a box and ship them? I would think, yes. Like, I mean. Fragile? <laughs> yeah, I would risk the mail penalty. Like, you know, the shipping mail through the mail penalties before I would do something like that. Uh, like, <laughs> well, and, and, like, and like Johnson said, like, when you first, in, I thought, oh, it's going to be, like, a million dollars worth of, like, no, extremely rare plants. Brand. No, 10 grand. Like, ten. that's, like, 10 bucks a plant, 12 bucks a plant, like. Come on, lady. There's got to be a better way to do. Put them in the suitcase. Like at least if it gets caught in the suitcase, like whatever. You know, it's like you got them taped to yourself. Like, like really? what? I, I didn't see a picture, but I would love to see what she looked like. Like, where do you put them in your yeah, armpits? I, like, how do you? I mean, what do you do with these things? <laughs> right? It's frightening. 
Like, <laughs> do you tell somebody, can you please put my suitcase in the overhead? Because I can't really raise my arms due to the cacti I have. I've got four cacti I'm trying to keep in my pit. I think this, do you, uh, every move you make, you're just like in agony. You're just like, ooh, you think she's leaving a trail? Like they fall out of her pants and stuff. Like it's like, uh, I'll be honest. If uh, she's walking and something falls out of her pants, cactus is the last thing I'm thinking. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's frightening and ridiculous. That is that is a top five ridiculous all time got your ears on can't believe my ears scoot i'm impressed so thank you for bringing that to our attention all right well listen guys we should probably wrap it up uh don't forget west virginia university plays this saturday against texas in austin at the Irwin center that's a 3 p.m game on abc so check it out West Virginia University right now is currently 14 and 6 overall with 7 and 4 in the conference and we're now in what third place in the Big 12 so keep uh keep uh going online to our website gotyourearson.com buy those pullover guy t-shirts on sale right now $5 for every t-shirt or sweatshirt that's sold goes to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry and the Norma Ray Huggins Foundation. So pick them up. You got a week and a half left to order those shirts. That's at gotyourearson.com, the pullover guy t-shirts. Thanks for everybody who supported us on that. Super excited about it. Well, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears On. And everybody have a good week and go Mountaineers. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Got Your Ears On.